Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 218 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things with me co-host little Dennis. And little Dennis is here and he's so excited because we've got an interview today with a beautiful person called Aidan Dowlin. Really think you're going to enjoy this. So before we get into it, here's a little bit about Aidan. Now, Aidan Dowling is actually a bit of a superstar. <laughs> He's a transgender activist and influencer for over 12 years. Featured on the Ellen DeGeneres show and the first transgender man to be on the cover of Men's Health. Aidan has committed his life to focusing on the positivity in the lives of transgender and non-binary folks. Aidan is also the co-founder of Point of Pride, the largest 100% volunteer non-profit generating over 400k in aid for trans folks worldwide. With his new app, Trace, Aidan hopes to make trans and non-binary folks feel safe to not just share their transition, but to also celebrate their journeys. You can find out more about Trace on their official website, thetrace.app. You can also find Aidan's personal website at aidandowling.com, which is A-Y-D-I-A-N. D-O-W-L-I-N-G dot com. I'll put links and everything in the show notes and also you can see this one as a video if you want on YouTube and I'll put links and everything in the description. But little Dennis is so excited for this one. Time for kitty kisses, <laughs> which means let's get into this one. Little Dennis is going to get us in for an interview with Aidan Dowling. Can you hear me, Aidan? I can hear you. The question is, can you hear me? Yes. I'm not sure if my... Oh, here we go. Huh. That's it. Can you hear me now? Yep, all good. Huh. Great. Oh. How are you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Huh. Um, what time is it where you're at? It's nine o'clock at night. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. How about okay. yourself? Not, not crazy late. It's four. In the afternoon? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's cool. That's cool. I want to say thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate taking yeah, the time. Yeah, of course. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I know it was kind of like a out of the blue kind of email yeah. from Eli, but um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I look forward to chatting with you. Yeah, it'd be cool. Huh. It'd be nice. So should we just jump straight in? Or? Yeah, however you like to do it. Oh, cool. I was gonna. What I was gonna do was, if it's right, is like a little bit about your story, and then go into the trace up. If that's right. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Oh, nice. Awesome. So, like, how do? Um, can you just tell us a little bit about your story? If that's all right. Yeah. 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 So, um, wow. So, my story. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm sure you can relate to being like, wow. How do you sum up? a whole life right mm-hmm. <laughs> but um so you know I think for me you know um I I guess like when I was I'll, I'll kind of I'll jump in a fast forwarding sense so like when I was younger um I you know always always like coined like a tomboy that's how people identified me um and then um, once I turned about like 12 or 13, I noticed that I started to like girls and that was different for me because I was biologically born a female. And so, um, you know, at a, at like 13, I kind of knew I was a lesbian, but I didn't actually come out public, like to my family and my friends and stuff. till I was about 16. And, um, I always like, you know, I never really thought about gender because it just, it wasn't quite an option, so to speak. So like I graduated high school in 2005 um, and I was born in 1987. So it just, it's not like there weren't trans people around. They just, you know, I, I, they weren't talked about in media. Um, I was just like, you know, a white girl in Long Island, New York, like I didn't have access to, um, many 
different, you know, uh, identities outside of just like lesbian, gay, bisexual. That's really kind of all that was talked about um, at that time when I was growing up, like in the 90s, the early 2000s. And so, you know, I was just like, I'm a girl. I like other girls. So that means I'm a lesbian, you know. Um, And when I came into that identity, I felt really comfortable because I was meeting other lesbians who like self-identified as butch or as dykes and they would dress very masculine and so I was like oh okay cool like that's how I like to dress I feel like I can relate to these people um and I felt like a sense of community and then then when I hit about 1920 I just started noticing that I was more than it was more than just like a sexual identity and more than just like clothes I like to wear it was it it just it became more prevalent after high school that like no like I actually feel like I am one of these guys right like I feel like I am a guy and you know it was hard to know what that meant or what it was supposed to look like because as I was saying I just didn't have much access to transgender men or transgender women um and so I did find a small community on Long Island um and there was like myself one of my best friends uh shout out to DJ he's a trans man and then one other trans guy in this group of like nine or 10 trans people and everyone else was trans women and they were um, mostly older trans women. So we got a lot of guidance from them, which was really great. Um, And I just started transitioning when I was 21 Um, and I started medically transitioning. I came out to my family um, and that's really where my activism started to take place because I started documenting my transition um, from 2009 all the way, I mean, I still in some ways document my transition today. Um, but that's kind of how I like got into the community. I started making friends online on YouTube and then on Facebook and then went to Instagram and, um, now like, you know, across all social channels. And, um, that's like where I just kind of fell in love with the community and, I started a nonprofit with my friend Jeff, who's the co-founder. Um, and, you know, ever since like about 2014, 2015, I've really dedicated my life to just being another voice um, in the community and an outspoken voice outside of our community. Um, and yeah, and I think like the community made me feel like I had a place to be like a home. And, um, that was always just really, I think it saved my life in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And that's where some of my, that's where my like dedication (laughs) to our community, like really comes from. Yeah. It's beautiful. Cause like you're actually, well, like with the trace app, you're really giving back in you. Like you're going to be helping other people going Mm -hmm. through what we were going through. (laughs) It's beautiful, yeah. really. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like, you know, like, I think start, I mean, I'm sure you know, just like with, like, when we think about art and other, other like, expressions, it's like, it does, it, it's not always a smooth ride. And, like, mm-hmm. sometimes you work on a piece forever and it doesn't get any of the recognition <laughs> of the time. But, and, like, you know, I think I see the Trace app as, like, all of my works over the last, you know, 12-ish years kind of coming together into this one thing um, that I feel like is a, is like a, a full expression of, you know, our community and try, and then trying to make that like the branches on a tree, like everyone has their own version, right, of themselves mm-hmm. and being able to all come back to the same roots of like support and community and that you're you're not alone in this journey you know i think that's one of the main things that you're going to do with the, with the app is help people not feel alone because that, that was like one of the main things i struggled with but right at the start because the thing well there's a stat there's a stat on your website it says about i think it was 10 
10% of people um, know somebody who's transgender or non-binary. <laughs> and I, what I thought was weird, because like when I started telling people, it was amazing how many people said they already knew someone. And because like before that, I always thought I was like the only one. <laughs> so like with this app, I think you will actually help people realise they're not alone. So that's like one of the key things, I think. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, but I've got like I've got so many questions, but I, I feel like uh, yeah, it's amazing. Well, one little one I just I'm quite curious about is um, how did you actually pick your name? The name Trace. Like Aiden. Oh, my yeah. name Aiden. Yeah. Um. So I chose my name because um, like very ironically. I, when I was young and I would make, I, I was like an artist, photographer, you know, I was in the arts. I did a lot of writing also. And I would sign my initials and my initials were A-E-D. And I don't know why I didn't just sign my name, but I just always would sign my initials. And so I don't know. I like, I felt like I didn't feel a connection to my birth name but I felt a connection to the letters because mm. that's what I always sign things in. Mm. So when I picked my name, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to keep my last name, which is Dowling. Um, Cause you know, I know some people don't feel connected, but I, I didn't feel any, like I felt okay with my last name. Right. Um, mm. And I wanted to choose my first name and my middle name to start with the same initials. So my first name wanted to start with an A and my middle name, I wanted to start with an E. So I would, I would have all of my same initials. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And, um, and so that's, so, you know, Aiden was like an, an up and coming name. Like I know a lot of people are named it now, but it was kind of like not as popular. Um, and I picked this spelling cause I mean, I don't know, this is what Google told me mm. in 2009. I don't like it. I don't know if it's a true fact, but I read that the spelling, how I spell it, which is a Y D I A N is a gender neutral spelling. So like if you were to have a girl, cause um, you could name a girl Aiden, um, this is how you would, this is quote unquote, how you would spell it for either a boy or a girl. And I just felt like that, like, I was like, oh cool, that's, that's me. You yeah, know what I mean? Cool. Huh. Oh, that's nice. So you, do you still do like your art or at all? What'd you say? Do you, do you still do like your art? You said you do like art. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I still do some like writing, some poetry. Um, I, I, it's interesting. Cause like, I think my perfectionism got the best of me mm. as I got older with my art. Um, and, and I just, you know, I'll still like doodle every now and then like line drawings. I'm really into just like line black and white line drawings. Mm. Um, but I wish I did more. Uh, oh. but I, I have a, I have a, deep respect for it i have like a lot of art in my office and stuff um but uh yeah i, I don't do as much as i sh as i wish i did well, did it help you like like did it help you sort of start to transition at all or is it not related do you think it's related at all yeah that's a good question that's a good question i think early in my transition i still was doing a lot of writing and a lot of drawing um then I think as I got older, you know, I also, so I, I, early in my transition, I was going to college and I didn't actually finish college, but I went to, for pastry arts and I started making cakes. And I think that's kind of where my art shifted from drawing and writing to like making a beautiful cake that was mm -hmm. like. Um, cause we would like, sometimes we'd paint on a cake or we'd like, uh, pipe on the cake. So I think, mm. you know, I haven't thought of it like that though, but I, maybe that's where the transition from mm. like paper went, turned into cake. Mm. <laughs> that's cool. Now it's turned into an app. Huh. Yeah. Now it's, now it's mm. already. <laughs> mad. Oh. Can you tell us a little bit about the trace app? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, ironically, when I thought you said, how did you get your name for Trace? Oh. Um, so Trace is an acronym, 
just like our lovely LGBTQAI plus acronym. Um, so TRACE stands for Transition Recording and Community Engagement. And so um, TRACE is an app for trans and non-binary folks to track and se- to track their transition, um, whether that be medically or just celebratory moments in your transition, um, and to also then share it with a community of allies. So um, it's a tracking app mixed with uh, kind of like a, a, we're deeming it a safe social media for Mm -hmm. trans, non-binary, and our allies. So a place that if you post something or, you know, if I was supposed to photo of me shirtless with my top surgery or not top surgery, it's not going to get taken down like it would on Instagram. Um, You know, you're not going to have people wondering like, what are those scars? Or like, what'd you do to your body? Right. Um, Because we're trying to cultivate a community of uh, support and allyship and even people who might um, be new allies, you know, um, having them opportunities to learn from the community without having to put the community like, at risk of feeling, uh, like, you know, used for their resources. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's cool. Because, like, one of the things for me is, like, as I've transitioned, I've realised it's... Because I thought it was going to be all about the body, mm. but I've realised it's so much about the mind. So I was, like, I was wondering if you was going to have, like, maybe stuff like, um, maybe, like, meditations or anything like that, things that could help with the mind. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a really great point because, you know, there's so many things that happen in transition, you know, yes, for many of us, there's like the physical medical, you know, body stuff. Um, but I think you bring up a great point, which is like the integration of those body changes into our everyday life. Right. Um, And so the Trace app, um, which is released in June, and um, so we're going to be growing, right? So right now we have some, we have many features, um, and we have visions for Mm -hmm. so many more amazing features. And one of those features is going to be like like a journaling notebook type thing. So um, one thing we do have right now is an HRT reminder. And our hope with that is that's like kind of the first implementation. The next step is going to be able to like write notes when you've completed a shot. So you can say if you were feeling anxious, if you were feeling really good, um, if you had a down week or a really great week, um, and just kind of being able to notice any trends Mm -hmm. within, um, you you know, when you take your HRT uh, to maybe combat something that might be going on like Maybe you're having low dips or super high. Maybe you, you know, just being able to kind of look at the picture Mm -hmm. from a a bird's eye view um, and see trends, whether they're good trends or bad trends. Um, And then we also want to have like a separate section that would be just like a journaling, right? Just like what's going on, right? So let's say you have an anniversary and then being able to be like, hey, yesterday, was your two year on HRT anniversary. Like, do you want to write a little something about it in like your personal journal? Mm -hmm. Um, And just kind of having some prompts to allow people space and, and outside of the space, but like the option to think about it. Right. I think sometimes like life goes by so quick and you wake up and you're like, Oh wow. Like everything in my life life has changed. And I haven't really taken any moments to like think about it you know yeah because it's amazing as you're writing sometimes when you go back and reread it it's almost like that helps you just as much as writing it at the time it's it's amazing now will will you be able to like share these diary things or will it be sort of personal yeah so i you know what we want to create and what we're working on creating um and right now what we have is the option to share whatever you want, but to also not share whatever you don't want. Right. So um, if you want to share, you have an anniversary. Cool. You can share that with all your allies and everyone will know, and they'll be able to like support you and wish you congrats. 
if you want to have like what we're saying, right? Like in the future, when we have like journaling, if you want to have a journal entry that was really meaningful for you, or maybe, maybe you want to share your last year's journal entry this year to show how far you've come or what you've overcome, right? Like you'd have an option to do that. Right. But it would only be if you wanted to share that. Um, we understand that being, having privacy is, is really important and having support is really important. Right. Um, so being able to balance the support when you need it and the privacy when you need it is a really big goal of ours. Yeah. Oh, that sounds brilliant. <laughs> that sounds really cool. Well, one of the things here I've put is about, um, cause I noticed there's like, um, I'd accept myself and then I'd hit like denial and I would I would just like want to basically get rid of everything. I don't know if you went through this as well. Mm. But I was thinking like with the app, because I could imagine I, if I hit one of these denial phases, I might say like sort of want to delete everything. So I was wondering if if you'd have like an option to maybe hide your profile if you, if you hit one of those phases. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So right now we have an option where you can be completely hidden, um, and that's just a toggle. So you could be open if you want, or you could be completely private if you want. Um, and again, I think that, you know, like you were saying, like sometimes you want to connect, um, and other times you feel like your connections are at maxed out and you don't, you need some some space, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so it's as easy as, you know, just hiding your profile or opening up your profile. Um, I will say if you, like, if you and I are on the app and we become allies, right. And so when we use the word allies at trace, we're really just saying friends. Um, but it's, it's a space to support each other. So we use the word ally because, you know, just because we're both trans, that doesn't mean we also can't be an ally to one another. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you and I have a connection because you are uh, public, right, and then you're feeling like you would like to go private, our connection would still be there. So I would just want that to be clear, right? So everyone you're already friends with um, would remain friends, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to f get new friends because you would have made your profile private. Um, and so, you know, hopefully that would be appropriate you know what I mean um to get the support from the people you trust already without having to have all of your stuff out there um and similar to like other social medias they'll also be like kind of you know like on Instagram how you can be public a little bit because you can have your profile like you know be public but not all of your photos and I'd have to like request to be your friend oh, yeah. um uh we, we also have that option too, right? So right now that's kind of how everyone is. Like I can't see your profile, uh, your feed, but I can see your profile um, and I can request to be your friend. Um, in my request, I can write, hey, Sophie, I love your podcast and I saw you on Trace, so I wanted to connect. And then you would get that notification that's like, hey, Aiden wants to be your ally and this is what he said, right? And it would say whatever I wrote. And then you would have the option to decide if you want to accept or deny, um, you know, our connection. Hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, the amount of times I'd um, delete everything and you'd have to start all again and build up all, like, your friends or something. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I think that'd be, that'd be cool. <laughs> I was thinking, because um, you said, like, about allies, but let, let's say like my mum wanted to, because I, when I told my mum in in 2004, I got, well I know she said as well, she wished she had somebody to talk to, so would it, would like mums or something be able to communicate with each other as well? On the, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, no I mean I, I love what you're saying Sophie, because that, that's the whole reason we have allies on, mm -hmm. is because for a transitioning person and all of their friends and family and loved ones, it's not just a transition for us. Mm. It's a transition for everyone. Mm. And I truly believe that if, you know, I, I think about, how old were you when you transitioned? I was about 37 when I started okay. hormones. 
Okay, so you were like an adult, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think about, you know, I think about like young people who are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 23, you know, people who live, you know, um, kind of under the reins of their parents still. They're not quite like full grown, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and and this doesn't disqualify people who are older, but I think a lot about the parents of those trans and non-binary folks because I really believe that if the parents were able to connect to other parents who are going through the same thing, they wouldn't feel like this is so, you know, out of the box, that this is so wild and that, you know, they're the only parent going through this and their kid Mm. is going to be so alone, right? Because as the non-trans person, you don't really have a community to connect to because you're, you're a cis Right. For the mom. Right. Like you're a cis straight mom. Like you you're not you can't go into all trans spaces like there's really no real place for allies who are directly connected to trans folks. And so I would love for like an exact example with you where like your mom was like, I wish I had someone else to talk to because I don't I don't even know what to do with the information you're giving me. Mm -hmm. Right. And if she could have gone on to the Trace app and been able to connect to other moms who are either at the same stage she's at, um, a more advanced stage. So maybe their kid is already medically transitioned or maybe their kid has been out for 10 years or something, you know, um, she would be able to, within the app, build her own support community, right? Mm -hmm. Her own group of allies. And then she would not feel like so alone, which I think, directly will impact that trans person in like, you know, their child, their trans child, because they will know that, Hey, if I can find a community, my kid's going to find a community. So how can I, how can we do this kind of like more together instead of so separate? Right. And I think, you know, the big vision of that is to like, to literally save kids from homelessness, from being kicked out, right? Like to save kids from feeling um, any type of like negative suicidal thoughts because they don't think their parents don't support them. I think everybody who's connected to that trans person needs some type of support. And so if we can offer that through Trace in a safe way for everybody, everyone gets to be safe. Um, You know, I, I think that that, it's going to have a, a huge impact on our community. Yeah, I would even say maybe that that would be more powerful than the actual transgender people, because because mm-hmm. like yeah, because like I I felt like I couldn't really relate to my mum what she was going through. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's going to be powerful. I think <laughs> that's going to be cool. I I got another thing as well. I, I wondered if you was thinking about like physical things in the future maybe like events and stuff like that Mm -hmm. because I feel like you could go anywhere with this yeah 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 you know it's a good it's a good thing because what we're trying to do is build an app for our community and you know myself and I have two other co-founders Elizabeth and Taylor you know and we all have this vision Right. And that's kind of where Trace is at now. Trace is at the vision that we kind of made the three of us thinking about our experiences. I'm trans. Taylor's trans. Elizabeth is a cis ally. Right. So, like, how can we mush all this together? What can it look like? Um, And now that we actually have the app out there. Right. Now we're getting feedback Mm -hmm. and we're hearing from trans folks like yourself who are like, I want this. And wouldn't this be cool? And then we take all of that information And then I do interviews with different users. Um, I chat with people like you to just hear some of the thoughts and the things that people are craving. And then we go back to the drawing board and we recreate Trace. Trace is constantly being recreated. I would say every two to three months, we are shifting where we're going with Trace because this is a community app and we want the community to tell us what they want, right? Um, And so I think that right now it's like people ask me like, oh, what's what do you think is going to happen in five years? And it's like, you know, I have some thoughts. I have some big visions and goals. But in the end, you know, I'm not attached to any of it because the community is going to be the one who tells me what they want. And I think that's 
that's one of the big differences we're offering outside of all of the other social platforms is that Trace isn't going to completely replace your Facebook or your Instagram. That's not the goal, right? You're going to want to connect to other people outside of our community, um, people that, you know, you don't need just one, right? We all have a few different ways to connect to people in these different um, outlets, right? But at the end, you know, we're a place that's listening to you. If you send us a message, we are going to get back to you, right? Like if, if, if you report something, we're going to take direct action right away, right? And that's some of the beauty of being small right now is that we're not mm-hmm. some big Facebook meta universe. Uh, you know, right now we're literally just three people who are trying to build something, not just to give to our community, but to actually we planted the seed and we want the community to help us water it and see what that's going to grow into being, you know? How beautiful is that? Seeing it like a tree. Yeah, there you go, the tree. Oh, yeah, way to bring bring the metaphor back. (laughs) Can I just ask about their logo as well? Yeah. I love that logo, especially the way you changed the colours. Did you you help design that or...? Yeah, so I have to give the props to Elizabeth. She's our UX designer um, and our CDO, so she does all the designing. Um, You know, what we were trying to do was think of, first, we came up with the name, right? Because we wanted to do something that, that encapsulated a tracking app and a community app, right? And so we got the name Trace, and then it was like, okay, what's the logo going to be? And she just, like, did a triangle with the a in trace and i was like i think that's cool like it's different um and then you know we have the colors flashing because it's just kind of fun and unique and quirky um and i think as part of the queer um gay lesbian right like the lgbt like you know the triangle has some history right for us right um some negative history um and then some reclamation um, and bringing it back into a positive history in the early 90s. Um, so that wasn't quite intentional in that, but it was like, oh, well, cool. There's kind of this, like, unconscious direct link yeah. to our community, you know? Like a synchronicity. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, that's cool. I was going to actually, well, I've got, like, a couple of little random questions. Yeah. Sorry. I've got a couple of random little questions. Okay. But I was just wondering if, like I said, I've got so many questions about all of this. I wondered if there's anything else you wanted to say about the Trace app. Um, you know, I think overall, like, you've allowed a lot of space for me to say a lot of things. And, um, you know, the the app is for our community. So if you're in our community, and when I say for, I mean you are a trans and non-binary person or you're an ally it doesn't quite matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you're never going to medically transition or you already did 10 years ago, there is a community that's building there and we are welcoming more and more people. And so I think, you know, if you're somebody who likes to build community, if you're somebody who does have something to track or not, you know, um, there's a lot of benefits to being a part of our, of, of the trace app. I mean, I think that, as we grow and expand, there's going to be more and more moments where people are like, I can't not be on this. You know what I mean? I got to be on this. Um, so that's the goal. <laughs> cool. Oh, that's nice. So I was going to say, I've got one little like random question. Is it right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do like a spitfire? Like, yeah. just like a, okay, great. I just wondered if you had had any paranormal experiences or anything. Cause like part of my podcast is about spiritual things and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just wondered if you got any. Yeah, yeah. So, like, some you said paranormal experiences. Mm. So, you know, I don't. I I personally haven't had any paranormal experiences. Um, my wife um, does energy work, and she's big into astrology. Um, and so, I know a bunch of people who've had some. Um, I'll use paranormal. I know a lot of people think of like aliens, but um, thinking more about like spirits and ghosts and those type of things. Um, you know, I always like, I think also sometimes it's like, we're so taught to be skeptical that even I think if I had one, it'd be hard to recognize, 
mm-hmm. you know? Because I would be like, oh, that was just like a, that, that wasn't what I thought it was. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I have not. My I grew up, my dad is pretty into uh, UFOs and um, aliens. And uh, he, I don't think he had any experiences, but I grew up watching a lot of late night <laughs> alien stuff at a very young age, <laughs> mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, was a little scary being super young, but um, has opened my eyes to a lot of different experiences, that's for sure. Oh, cool. Well, equally like that as well. This is a bit of a deep one. But what do you think happens when we die? Mm, what do I think happens when I die? Mm. I think I've had many thoughts over the years, right? Like, I think I've had, like, oh, like, I was raised Catholic, so it's like, oh, you go to heaven. And then I was like, oh, you just die. Like, you're just, like, a thing, and you just go into nothing. And then I've had some thoughts about, like, oh, maybe you have, maybe you do have, like, another life, right? Like, maybe um, uh, you're, like, bored again, so to speak, right? Um, into either another creature, like, reincarnated into a creature or just another person. Um, but I don't really know. I think that's one of the reasons death is pretty scary to me because I don't have any solid knowing or like belief I think right now um I think whatever you think happens happens Mm -hmm. so if you think you die and you get what is it like 17 virgins that's what's happening if you think you just you die like an ant and nothing happens and that's what happens too you know um that's what I would that's what I would say it's all in the mind yeah, yeah, exactly. So what you think is going to happen is probably what's going to happen. So if you could come back, if you could choose to come back as another human, mm-hmm. do you think you would choose to be transgender? Oh, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. Ah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, I think I would say no, but not, but I think I would say no because I, in my moment right now, I can only, I only know what it is to be transgender. Mm. And I think as a trans person, or I'll speak for myself, I think I've spent a lot of time wondering what it would be like to not be trans. Mm. And I almost would like, I almost would love to go to live as a cis person, but with the memory of being trans and see if there's really as much of a difference as like we conjure up in our, in our heads, Mm. like we think there's such a huge difference and oh my gosh. And oh my gosh. And it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe it is really different or maybe it's like kind of very similar with, Mm. you know? Well, there's a, I'm reading this book and there's a quote in it and it says, um, it says man and women, the book's called, um, the art of loving by Eric Fromm. And it says, man and woman finds union within himself, only in the union of his female and male polarity. And it talks about how everybody has got male and female inside themselves. Mm. So it's like all about balancing both sides like that. And I've wondered Mm. sometimes whether, like, transgender is actually, you're super aware of, like, both the sides, whereas... I don't know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, no, I love that. That's a, that is interesting. Mm. Yeah. It's oh. cool to explore, you know what I mean? It's cool to just, like, ask questions, because then you, you know, no one really knows. That's mm. right. No one really actually knows. And mm. so, you know, I think you have, like, allowing some space to, to ask questions can help, I think, us just identify who we, what we personally truly believe um, without just following a pack of, you know what I mean? Like what your friends think or what your parents think, you know, sometimes just listening to the other side, quote unquote, can be eye opening, you know? Mm. I've had this funny thought as well about, I've thought, cause I thought I'd like, I felt like my life would be easier if I'd been born female, mm-hmm. but I've wondered if, if I was born female, would I have spent my whole life wanting to be like Kevin, like my male self. <laughs> oh, and then it would have been quite funny, you know? Like, yeah, 
You, yeah. don't, you don't know, do you? Yeah. Yeah. So, is there anything else you would like to say? Um, no, I mean, I just want to thank you, Sophie, for having me on and, you know, for using your voice. Um, I think it's really powerful that, you know, people have platforms where they can really share parts of themselves and, you know, bring other people on to have conversations with. And um, I appreciate you so much. Um, you know, would love to see you on the Trace app. You should ally request me. Um, let's be friends on there. And yeah, you know, I, I really appreciate you. And I thanks so much for having me. Oh, no, thank you so much. <clears throat> really love, love you so much. <clears throat> when does the Trace app launch officially? Yeah, so we'll be, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but our goal right now is going to be towards the end of June. That's the goal. It's going to be that kind of, um, so World Pride Week is the very last week of June into the first few days of July. So we're hoping to kind of have it out then. That would be the the big hope and goal. If anybody listening knows anything about like tech stuff or if you know, like sometimes the goals don't get hit. Um, you think you're going to be done and then it doesn't quite happen, but Fingers crossed, really aiming for the end of June. Um, But even if people want to get on now and they want to begin beta testing, then um, they can just go to thetrace.app backslash download dash trace and you can become a beta tester. Um, There's not too much of a difference except the experience is slightly different because we're asking for feedback and there's some other slightly different things. Um, But overall, you get to experience the app before everyone else does which is kind of cool super special <laughs> exactly well i'm going to put like little int- a little intro and outro to the podcast and i'll put all your links and everything great and i'll put them all in the show notes and everything awesome because yeah. your personal website as well is beautiful i love the way you designed that as well yeah oh, thanks you just got a really cool like style i think it's cool <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate it. <laughs> Not much to say. I mean, I don't have much on my walls in the back end, but I promise there's other cool things in here. <laughs> well, no, you, you, I saw some guitars in some of your other videos. Yep, yeah, 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 I have a guitar, yep. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Cool. Uh, well, thank you, Aiden. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you, Sophie. I appreciate you. You can find out more about the Trace app on their official website, which is thetrace.app. You can also find them on Instagram and Twitter, Instagram.com slash thetrace.app and Twitter.com slash thetraceapp and you can also find them on Facebook at Facebook.com slash thetraceapp and you can find Aiden's personal website at AidenDowlin.com and you can find him on Instagram Instagram.com slash AllianceFear and also on YouTube at AidenDowlin and I'll put links and everything in the show notes and the descriptions if you want to go and have a look. Doing So Lil Dennis has said it's game over, sunshine. <laughs> but I wish it wasn't, because I had so much f- fun with that. I was very nervous, because it's the first time I've ever done something like this. But I find it so beautiful that the first sort of proper... Well, this was for me facing a fear. And I, I just love the fact that it was Aidan Dowling who helped me overcome this. Because one of the things he's doing is, is he's trying to help the trans community. Like in his little bio, it says, hopes to make trans folks feel safe, to not just share their transition, but to also celebrate their journeys. And the transition is not just about yourself. It's about like everything you're doing. Yeah. So this podcast is sort of part of my transition. And interviewing guests as well is part of the transition. And the thing with transitions is, it's all about fear, facing fears really, which that's what I love about Aiden's his username on Instagram and Twitter, on um, Instagram and YouTube is Alliance Fear. I love that because it is like that sounds quite powerful, like a lion is super powerful, and it's all about fear, facing fear, because lions are fearless. And that's what that's what one of the things I got from Aiden was how sort of fearless he is. And I had so many questions and as we were talking, so many more questions come up. Like the fact that his wife is into energy healing. 
and stuff like that, energy work. I could have gone off on to, uh, I wanted to go off and ask questions about that. I wanted to know about Aiden, how he faces and overcomes fears, stuff like that. So there was so much to talk about, but I hope you enjoyed it. Now, there was something about it which is quite funny, and I had a little beautiful experience from it. So after the ep- after we did the interview, I went and checked the um, video, and the video, we had a few technical issues at the start, and what happened was, the the video didn't actually record the audio. <laughs> now when I saw that, I thought, oh no. The first thought was, I thought, I've just done this, I've just like faced my biggest fear in one of my biggest fears ever, I've, I've done it and I've not got the um, the audio. So I felt a little bit, but fortunately I had a backup audio. Now, that's, I don't know if you noticed, but on the interview, the audio isn't the best quality, unfortunately. But I'm just so grateful that I got something, because I had to use a backup, backup audio. <laughs> this is quite weird. Now, what's cool about this is, I spoke to Dan from the Ascend podcast, and what... I explained what happened, and I've, and what he said was, he said, this this interview was not about, it wasn't about recording it, it was about basically stepping into your fear, and it, the, he said the um, this interview was not about recording it, it was about you and Aiden, like the connection between you and Aiden. So I got I got a lot of, I felt I thought that was a really beautiful thing to say because it's almost like. It's almost like even if you had lost the recording, it doesn't take away from the experience that I had and hopefully Aiden had as well. But also, it's almost like, because what Dan said was, it's, you did it for your soul. You did it for your, because your soul wanted to do this. Like the fear of interviewing a guest is something, it's like a desire that's been inside of me. So recording it was just like a Brucey bonus. <laughs> as they say but so even even in things that went wrong beautiful things come out of it and and even this interview the way it come about it was a synchronicity as well because i feel what happened was aiden actually approached me to do the interview now the thing is i've been wanting to do an interview with guests for like over two years and i was waiting for me to make the move and i think I would have been waiting forever because the fear of of approaching somebody was so strong. I feel like I would never have actually broke through that. So Aiden actually approached me, which it forced me to say yes because it was almost like it's almost like the universe was saying you got to put the money, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> I'm giving you an opportunity here to to do the thing you said you want to do. Prove to me that you actually want to do it. So for me, it felt like Aiden and the universe were sort of coming together to create this this moment. So the whole the whole experience for me has been very powerful. It's been scary, but amazing. So like sort of balancing these two opposites, it's beautiful. And it actually goes into this week's inspirational quote, which comes from Aiden Dowling. <laughs> Now this quote is so cool and it actually ties in with this with this interview in a strange way. So it's, it's, the full quote is, my confidence is my success. Success is, I need a drink actually, because the thing is, I like to have, um, I like to have a little drinky poos. Now this quote, listen to this look, my confidence is my success. Success is any time you have a moment of feeling happy. Success is this interview. Success is any kind of barrier you break down in your life. Now, this is a quote that Aidan said, but the bit where he said, success is this interview, that is it for me. The, it's the, it goes into that thing about what Dan said. The recording is not the success. The success was, was saying yes to doing it so the actual interview itself was what it was about and I even thought to myself if it hadn't have worked out the fact I said yes 
that was it's even like the moment I said yes, that was good enough in a strange way. <laughs> but this like this last bit where Aiden's used the word barrier, I love that because the word barrier it's sort of for me I see little things and big things. So it's almost like success is any kind of barrier you break down in your life. So that could be a little tiny thing. It could be as simple as making your bed in the morning. <laughs> like let's say you spent your whole life not making your bed. Like to get over, just getting over that barrier of making your bed, that could actually trigger a load of things, like a snowball effect. Because with my transition, the way I did it, th- there was no way I it felt impossible. So what I did was I broke it down into these little baby things. I called them baby steps. And I, I basically used it as like an experiment. So all, like one of them, the first one was going outside with makeup, uh, what do you call it, nail polish on my fingers as Kevin. So I was still presenting as Kevin with like a beard and everything. <laughs> but I actually had painted nails. Now looking back now, that was easy. But at the time, it felt like the most terrifying thing ever. But what happened was, as I did that, it allowed me to do the next thing. So it's almost like each little barrier, it's like a domino effect. But I love it because the barrier can also be a big, massive thing as well. Like doing this interview was a big barrier. But it's almost as if the little things that you do before it help you do the bigger thing. (laughs) So it is very much to me like a domino effect. You hit the all you got to do is like the first thing you overcome. It gives you such a a, a boost and confidence that it it allows you to, and all of a sudden the whole lot comes crumbling down. <laughs> so this week's inspirational quote goes to Aidan Dowling, and I want to say thank you so much, Aidan. I don't think I don't think he will ever know how much he's helped me with this because like. And the other thing is, once you've done something, to know you can do it means you can do it again. So, like, I feel a bit like the world is my oyster. <laughs> so, Aiden has really helped me a lot. And I I wish him all the best in the future with, with the Trace app. And, like I said, thank you so much f- for doing the interview. <laughs> oh, little Dennis is here. But the thing is, little Dennis had a little question as well for, for Aiden. But he was a bit... Little Dennis was a bit shy, so he didn't appear on the interview. But he was in—he was alongside me. What well, he wanted to come on, but he, his, his question was going to be: Does Aiden believe? Does Aiden feel that animals are aware of their gender? And does he think that animals could actually be transgender? <laughs> See, I'd love to know what Aiden thought of that. But because my thinking is that animals do not even consider their gender. I don't think they're even aware of it. I think they just are. So it's, I feel like gender is actually a human thing that we've created. But this week's inspirational quote goes to Aidan Dowling. Success is any kind of barrier you break down in your life. Aidan Dowling.